0: Hey, Reese, bitch, put the game on, man. I'm trying to see what Luca and them boys going to do tonight, man. Mavs Outsiders Podcast. Y'all know what time it is.
1: Hello, hello. And welcome back to another edition of the Mavs Outsiders Podcast. The whistle was just for Reese. Y'all won't understand that, but just know it. There was a purpose behind it. Uh, I am one of your hosts, Mike Bibbins, on Twitter at Bibbs Corner, on Instagram at MBibbs. Joined as always by my partner in crime, who is again committing more criminal activities, Uh, Reese Williams. You can find him on Instagram at MindReese, YouTube at MindReese, TikTok at mind of reese reviews reese how you feeling
0: first of all like whose side are you on man talking about i'm committing criminal i ain't did nothing i'm an innocent man (laughs) i ain't this shit i ain't did nothing and the whistle shit i'm gonna ignore it i ain't did nothing you know Bibbs forgot to mention uh since i'm pretty sure twitter's algorithm does not reach podcasts but you know what wouldn't be surprised if it did You can follow me on Twitter at M of R25.
1: So, we're going to talk about not committing criminal offenses and immediately talk about the criminal. Okay.
0: It's not a criminal offense.
1: (laughs) Twitter disagrees.
0: Fuck Twitter and fuck Elon Musk.
1: Facts. Um, (laughs) Before we get too off topic, uh, let's not get off topic actually. We don't have the time to get off topic, but yes, at M of R25, you can follow Reese on Twitter. I didn't say it in the intro because I wasn't sure we were putting it out there until we confirm that you were gonna beat the allegations. So I
0: mean, if if y'all log in, if y'all on Twitter tomorrow and y'all go to my page and it says suspended, then you know what happened. They caught on to me. The f- the feds, the feds caught on to me, but you know, I don't think that's gonna be the case.
1: Weiss Williams. That's 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 who it is. So, wow,
0: that's crazy. The
1: that's R, the R and the W sound too much alike.
0: I might as well just throw a mustache on. That's
1: that's, that's what
0: I pictured in my head, but
1: then <laughs> I can't audibly. So, um, yeah. So, all that said, besides Reese being back on Twitter, speaking of being back, mm-hmm. Luca was that back
0: was tonight. That was smooth.
1: That was smooth. Luca was back tonight, back in the fold, came out with the strap. Pause. Luca came out the gates. We went out, got out 10-0. Luka was going crazy, and you just knew it was going to be one of those nights. However, the Detroit Pistons are a very physical basketball team, one of the more physical teams in the league, to the point that they are the highest free-throw shooting team in the league, which makes Almost no sense when you consider how trash they are as a team, but they are physical. They draw fouls. And as we know, we are soft as Charmin. So we do not like physical teams. Reese, how are you feeling early on in this game?
0: Annoyed. Like I wanted to cut my TV off. Uh, I damn near did. Um, I came into the game at the Six minute mark. I'll say this: I came into the game at the exact time that Josh Green checked in because I was watching Monday Night Raw because I, I had I had to tune into Monday Night Raw. Um, soon as Josh Green checked in, that that's when I um turned the game on and I'm watching. I'm watching the first quarter, the second quarter, and I'm just like, okay, Luka's doing things. Yeah, and that silence is that silence sums up everything else
1: pretty much um did you catch the theo tech no okay so you missed the theo tech theo got a tech from the bench for being theo um oh great yeah so early on dwight powell was getting beat the hell up it was very hard to watch i wasn't sure he was going to survive the night uh and we were forced to put JaVal mcgee on the court
0: yeah, I peeped that. He was in early, earlier than I've seen him in in a while.
1: We haven't seen him in a while at all. And, uh, you know, some people might have been mad to see JaVal, but I was not because we paid him handsomely to be our physical presence when we're getting out physical. This is the exact time to deploy him.
0: I was about to say, I, I wouldn't be upset seeing him. Um, you paid the motherfucker play him. Yeah. We went out of our way to pay him
1: to be our physical presence when, we, we, when we're getting bullied. And so, yes, this is when he was supposed to come out. We put him out there. It worked. Dwight Powell in the first half, zero points, two rebounds. Javal McGee in the first half, eight points, three rebounds. We needed that physical presence to slow down the bullying that was occurring on the court. We still went into the half with a deficit, 53-57, But JaVale McGee kind of stemmed the tide and allowed us to keep it close going into the half, despite how terribly overplayed we were at that point.
0: Uh, And the minutes I saw from JaVale McGee weren't even bad. Uh, Like, obviously, I just wanted to turn the game off as a whole for like the team. But him individually, he wasn't out there. How do I say sabotaging uh, the team in any way? Uh, He wasn't doing too much like I usually see him do or the shit I saw him doing in the beginning of the season, there was a moment I looked and he was bringing the ball up the fucking court. And I was like, yo, bro, please get the ball out of his fucking hands.
1: It was funny because I was mad because <laughs> nobody came to get the ball from him. Exactly. Um. So I can't put that on him. I put that on everybody else for thinking it was cool that he had the ball dribbling. I
0: don't know oh, why they allowed that shit. Like, he viable to do some stupid shit. He got that Tim Hardaway junior gene.
1: Yeah. So starting the third or speaking of starting the third, JaVal started third quarter, but it did not go well. Uh, The Detroit started to pull away and kid had to take him out pretty quickly. Around that same time, the thing started going poorly. I saw Luca checking his leg and I was concerned that he had re aggravated the injury or something along those lines, but it did not flare up again the rest of the game. He did mention after the game that he's only like 75% to which uh, the, the media and Skinway both said oh, not only 75%, but able to put up 50. Okay. Speaking of things that we've noticed with this team over time, things you've heard mentioned on the podcast previously. Mm-hmm. Spencer Dinwiddie, Mm -hmm. not getting touches. He was not getting the ball. I forgot he existed multiple times.
0: Well, you can say that about a lot of people on this team, but yeah, specifically Spencer Dinwiddie.
1: Going into the fourth, I want to say, let me see here. I want to say he took his fourth shot in the third quarter or something along those lines, and he was not hitting. He was 0 for whatever through that stretch. Why? Because Tim Hardaway Jr. is on the court with him. And when they are on the court together with Luca, only one of them is getting the ball. Now, uh, go ahead.
0: I'm sorry. No, no, no. I'm sorry. I thought you were finished. Go ahead.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, so it doesn't have to be a bad thing. If Tim's hitting, then fine. But he was not tonight. He was three for 10, one for six from three. Uh, had some. It, it says he had one turnover, but that does not feel right. Uh, Bad game for Tim Hardaway Jr.
0: At this point, I'm not sure if bringing one of them off the bench will even fix the issue. Am I crazy for thinking that? If it was Spencer,
1: maybe. But I think Tim has to go. He has to go.
0: When you say has to go, you mean to the bench or off the team? Off the team. Well, I mean... I'm gonna be honest, I feel that way, regardless if Spencer Dinwiddie is a part of the team or not. Right. Uh Tim has to go. But well, not has to go, but like I would like him to. Um yeah, I just even with Spencer, like if you bring Spencer off the bench and you start Tim with Luca, right, and Tim is getting his shit off, they're gonna have to play together eventually. True. Now, granted, if Lucas on the bench and Spencer is in with Tim. Obviously, Spencer is gonna have the ball. He's gonna dominate. But at the same time, Spencer doesn't create for Tim the way Luca does.
1: I think the issue, the bigger issue is Spencer, Luca, and Tim. Yeah. And so since Luca is has to start, Spencer or Luca, or Spencer or Tim cannot, also. One of them has to not start with Luca.
0: And if you had to choose, you would choose Tim not to start? Yes. Okay.
1: And if I choose Tim not to start, I know I'm not gonna get the best of Tim.
0: Which means, which is why you say he has to go.
1: Which is why he has to go.
0: Yes. Do I you think have... you can still do you think you can still get some version or the best of Spencer with him coming off the bench? Yes. We so saw... why not bring Spencer off the bench?
1: Cause So the the reason the thing I've realized with that is, I think Spencer feels like he earned that spot, starting beside Luca, and if we put him on the bench, it would be a demotion for him. Even if he's getting his minutes, he would see it as a demotion. Listening to him on these podcasts, he thinks he's one of those guys.
0: I think that's an ego issue, and to be honest, I don't think there's a place for guys like that on the team. I understand why he will feel that way, and I respect it, but that's not helping the team at all.
1: I 100% agree, but I have to be sensitive to the fact that we can't afford to have guys keep walking. Yeah. Because if we make him mad right now, he's a free agent next year, and then he can just walk. So that's you have to, unfortunately, coddle his feelings and make sure you don't chase him off even though like i said like we i think we both agree best for the team would be him coming off the bench but best for his ego and the longevity or the, the future of the team and making sure that we don't just lose an asset he has a start so yeah we're we're in a tough spot
0: uh yeah i mean we're in a tough spot that and that's not even the. Uh the most of our worries to be honest so yeah this team is in a tough spot a lot of decisions to make and I don't even know if there's enough time to make them and I don't want to make it sound like I'm giving them an excuse I'm just saying like it's it's a lot of parts that probably need to be moved that won't be yeah NBA fans, it's time to bring the hoops action to the palm of your hands with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. This week, new customers can bet $5 and win $200 in free bets instantly. Plus, for a limited time, all new and existing customers can get a no-sweat same-game parlay every day. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app today. Opt in and place a same-game parlay on any NBA game. And if it doesn't hit, you'll get a free bet back. I take advantage of these same-game parlays a lot. I'll take some money. Usually, I don't bet big. Usually, I'll bet $10. But for a same-game, no-sweat parlay, I'll take about $25. I'll take about $50. Do a nice, small parlay if it hits. I get my money, I win big. If not, I get $50 in free bets to try again on something else. Download the app now and sign up with code TBPN. New customers can bet $5 on the NBA and get $200 in free bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA with code TBPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. Void in Ohio, see show notes for details. I'm going to leave Javal
1: McGee and Jaden Hardy alone. Um, of the guys that played real minutes, Tim Hardaway Jr., minus nine. Josh Green, plus 17. Josh played more minutes. Or he played uh, 18 seconds more, as I said. <laughs> they played about the same amount of minutes. Reggie Bullock, too. Reggie Bullock, same amount of minutes. He played 30 seconds less than 10. Reggie Bullock was plus 15. You could say one played against the bench versus the starters. I don't know how true that is just based on the minutes that Josh played, including the closing minutes.
0: It's not really. It's not It's not true enough to be. Uh, a, it's a 26-point swing. Yeah.
1: So I think the, the thing, I think it's obvious, honestly. If Tim Hardaway Jr. is not hitting, he's not a worthwhile player. If Josh isn't hitting, he's still doing other things to help the team. And that's the difference. When Josh is hitting and he's doing those other things, like tonight when he was three for four. It, it's it's a huge it's a night and day difference.
0: Yeah, it's a huge impact. The impact is immense, but like you said, uh it helps that when he's not shooting he has other tools to help on the court. You can't say that about guys like Tim. You can't say that about Reggie. Sometimes some nights you can't say that about Dorian.
1: Yeah. Dorian had a Weird night, he has six points and seven boards. Just two for five, 0 uh, for one from three. I want to say the three he took was early in the game. a uh, Soldier Bullock, nine points, three boards, three assists. He was three for five from three. All I ask is hit three threes from Reggie. You hit three threes, you'd win a Soldier today. So he's the a Soldier tonight. Any, anything else or anybody else? Should we, t- should we go through the fourth quarter? Luca had 45 through three quarters, by the way. We were still down it. one
0: yeah um I would like to mention you know obviously you mentioned that the um the pistons started to pull away some. I believe they had an eleven point lead at one point sounds right yeah um i think i mentioned well i didn't necessarily mention i alluded to the fact that no one else on the team really did much outside of luca and that's not completely true obviously it's like that on the box score but um in the fourth quarter in the non-luca minutes uh they they held their own and i commend them for that luca was able to come back he didn't play the fourth quarter until like five minutes left yeah
1: josh and spencer held it down for sure yeah
0: they held it down so um shout out to them for that I do want to commend them for that instead of just saying, yeah, no one did anything outside of Luka because that's not completely true. Uh, they were a big part of us coming back in this game, a game we should have never had to come back in anyway. It's the Detroit Pistons. Like, obviously, I know every game is going to be blowouts and shit, and that's not what I'm asking for. But to be in a dog fight with the Pistons is just nasty.
1: Just goes to show you the lack of talent on the team.
0: They didn't even need I didn't even need this game to show me that some people do. So yeah, unfortunately,
1: probably not our listeners, but some some people out there seem perplexed as to why we complain every single night about watching this trash ass basketball team. Um, Yeah, but Spencer, uh, you remember we had a conversation. Somebody said like Spencer scores 10 points in the fourth quarter to pad his stats. Yes. I want to say he did that tonight almost exactly. I'm about to confirm real quick. I know he had a couple free throws early, but I can't remember if he hit a shot. Nope. He got a layup with 1122 left in the fourth quarter to get to four points. So he scored 10 points in the fourth quarter. Exactly like that one person said. I wish I remember who it was. Suspense always scores 10 points in the fourth quarter to make it look like he had a solid game. Um, but he did that. He scored 10 points in the fourth quarter. Josh Green started the quarter uh, with a big steal and then hit a three. Uh, he had a dunk, I think, also in the in the early fourth. And I I made a note of Dwight Powell missing two layups on a play, but I'm going to leave him alone.
0: I'm gonna let him make it. I'm not even I'm not gonna give it the energy. I'm gonna let him make it. Yeah.
1: Um Josh had been on a streak of giving Biggs trouble on the block. He had a couple opportunities against Stewart and he boxed him out well. Uh first time he boxed him out well, but Stewart was able to shed him at the last second to get the rebound. Second time he boxed him out well, and Stewart did a wrestling move, but the refs didn't see it, so it didn't matter. But, <laughs> Like I saw Josh, like look at the refs and throw his arms up. Like really, like how'd I get over here if if I was just boxing out a minute ago? Uh, But that was funny. He didn't get a big, but he did get an off-ball foul on Jaden Ivey to foul him out of the game. So I'm, I'm watching the Josh off-ball action cause him frustration to people because he's stronger than people think he is.
0: Most of Josh's impact doesn't come on the box score and stuff like that. Is uh, stuff like that is where that point. You know what the fuck I'm trying to say.
1: Yeah, that, um, that difference in the the, the plus plus-minus.
0: Yeah, yeah, basically. Like. There's
1: another play I want to point out for that,
0: too. Okay.
1: Where you, where you go. Spencer Dinwiddie was killing me all night because they were getting the ball to his man in the corner for wide-open threes consistently. Whether it was Bay or Boyan, half their points probably or maybe more came off of Spencer Dinwiddie sagging off ball for no fucking reason um on a late play during that stretch where josh and spencer were holding it down offensively they had an opportunity had livers in the corner spencer didn't what he was supposed to be guarding them, but had two feet in the paint josh was guarding whoever was on the wing up top the ball started to swing and rather than josh yelling at spencer to get to his man josh just went and got livers instinctively like i'm not gonna wait to watch special get jade on again i'm gonna just go get his man and it worked livers had to pass the ball they didn't get a point out of that possession and again that's those things that you don't see in the box score that make a huge difference because if livers hits that three there it kills the momentum that run that we were on at the time so uh, i feel like you had something you wanted to add to that so go ahead
0: uh not not much um I didn't really have much I wanted to add. It, it it was something that I want to mention that came to mind halfway through that. Um, Josh is slowly becoming like one of the most underrated passers um, in the league, in my opinion. Like, he's a really good passer and a lot of his passes don't necessarily, excuse me, result in assist. Right. And a lot are also hockey assists. But, he makes some really good passes like late in the game when uh, I think they were trying to milk the clock Um, or maybe it was before they were trying to milk the clock, but it was fourth quarter time was time was dwindling down and he was in the corner and he made a no look pass to Reggie Bullock on the opposite side of the court. And I'm just like, in my head, I'm like, bro, what the fuck is wrong with you even trying to make that pass? Like out of your fucking mind. Like a cross court pass, like he wasn't even wide open. Like cross
1: court, two hand overhead, like a soccer
0: throw, like a soccer throw, and,
1: and he wasn't
0: wide open. He had a guy on him, right?
1: Like corner to corner, like he had to drop it in there, like a quarterback over the shoulder throw type thing.
0: I can't tell. I think he was looking at like the top of the key. No, like the yeah, he line. looked up
1: towards the. I guess where Tim or somebody would have been. I don't yeah. know Tim or not. But you I did you re, I am guessing you realized when he threw that pass, he wanted to get the ball to Luca inside.
0: Right. And yeah, he yeah, realized
1: yeah. he didn't have the angle.
0: Yeah. But
1: Reggie Bullock did. And so the pass, Bullock gets it to Luca, Luca gets it, don't
0: definitely one of the most underrated passers in the league right now. Um I think that's my favorite part of his game, to be honest, his ability to play make and get others involved. Is very underrated, uh, kind of like Iguodala-like, like not Golden State. Well, I don't want to say prime Iguodala because he's not prime Iguodala, Iguodala. I mean, you can Iguodala, say no. young Iguodala maybe. I don't, I'm don't. i not even going to say – you know what? I'm just going to say Iguodala in terms of similar no. skill sets and style, like not level of play. Right. Yeah. So um, I would compare him to an Iguodala. Um, I like
1: that. I'm not mad at that
0: uh yeah but josh was josh was key in this win tonight and passing and defense was a part of it a lot of the things that don't show up on the box score like i said another one
1: of the plays that it's gonna show up in the box score because it was an assist but another one of those plays where i'm so not used to people other people besides luca seeing the floor. Uh, there was a play where Josh got the ball in the perimeter and he had the swing to Spencer Dinwiddie in the corner. He looked at him and then he drove away from him. And I was like, why, what, what is Josh doing? Cause he was driving into traffic, but when he drove into traffic, he hit Bullock on the other side and Bullock hit a three. And why is this a play that stuck out to me? Because Bullock had hit his first three like a few minutes earlier and we had gone two or three possessions without Bullock getting the ball again and Josh saw that, and Spencer was still cold at this point, so rather than go to a cold Spencer, he said, "Reggie didn't get the ball these past couple possessions. he hit his last three. Let's do the heat check, and he got him the ball. Spencer hit the or block hit another three like that's the playmaking instincts that I like to see now. when you have a player like that, they're gonna make mistakes. they're gonna turn the ball over. Luca was averaging he's still probably averaging like four or five turnovers a game because they're gonna try things. Um, or they're going to see things that even their teammates aren't ready for them to, to, to throw. And so I'm going to allow him the grace of making some of those mistakes in situations like that, because on the other side, you're going to get those positive plays. I
0: agree.
1: Uh, let's see a couple other things or one other thing I wanted to mention DFS late, got the foul, hit both free throws. It was nice to see. Some clutch free throw making, especially after the broadcast was trying to do the the jinx on us. Oh, Jesus. (laughs) Uh, We did only finish 23 for 33, 69.7%. But uh, you know what? I'm not even going to complain too much. Any other thoughts about this game?
0: No, that's it for me.
1: All right. So I don't know what I was about to say. What was I going to say? Damn. I had a thought, and now I've lost it. I was lost, and now I'm found. Um, Uh (laughs) We're going to be off for a couple nights. so I'm going to enjoy this this time off, personally.
0: Absolutely. We'll
1: be back on Thursday. You're going to be in a vehicle again. I should be. (laughs) Hopefully, of some sort. Uh, Hopefully, not the Lambo. Hopefully, you make the most economical choice possible.
0: I can't drive no damn Lambo. I think that shit a stick shift too. I'll fuck that car. Up. <laughs> oh, man. That would be bad. Trade deadline is
1: what? Nine days now?
0: think so. You said the ninth, right? Yep. Yes, yeah, uh, next week.
1: We're going to call it midnight. So, yeah, nine days left. I need Tim, Tim going.
0: We'll see what happens. I don't think it's going to happen, man, but we'll see.
1: If you don't have any other thoughts, do you have anything you need to plug? Uh,
0: Nope.
1: Uh, Have you seen podcasts? I'm releasing a a, a episode on an indie movie. I was sent for review. It will be on video on demand platforms at the end of next month. So be on the lookout for that. If you you listen to the review side, Um, I do have a few partnerships that you're going to start hearing me talking about on there um or you'll start seeing ads and stuff stuff when i start posting stuff on the website which is also occurring i'm trying to get active in these streets so if you don't have anything else i don't have anything else we will catch y'all on third oh that's what i wanted to mention damn my bad my bad your boy uh kenny kenny had uh, apparently was listing like underrated players or players that don't get enough love and apparently he mentioned josh on his video Kenny from um, Through
0: the Wire. Oh, okay, that's cool. I ain't see
1: that. I, I can't. I can't remember what the guy said. I, I don't know what his channel name is, but he said Kenny something something, and I was like, "Who is that?" Because I didn't realize he was going. I didn't realize what his <laughs> channel name was. I'm not whose even video
0: were you watching?
1: I wasn't watching it. Somebody told me about it. Oh, okay. But it was it was Kenny uh, Kenny Beachum. Okay, I saw it. I, he he posted the link, and then I went to it. I was like, "Oh yeah, I do know Kenny." Like yeah i didn't know what he was what he called that boy at first i was so
0: (laughs) it was probably kot4q
1: what'd he say he called him uh kenny for reals
0: oh ken that's the name yeah he got different channels the one way he just gets on and talks about basketball is kenny for real
1: okay i was very confused i was like who the hell is kenny for real (laughs) (laughs) then i clicked the videos oh yeah he got a very distinctive look that's him um but yeah, that was dope. So if you want to check that out, Kenny For Real's page. I think it was, uh, let me, I'm going to get the name of the video. I, 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 if I'm going to talk about somebody's stuff, I should probably know what, what I'm talking about.
0: He plug in a dude's YouTube channel with like 700,000 followers.
1: <laughs> it was a completely real and normal NBA All-Star ballot. So it was like the All-Star, like underrated players type of thing.
0: Oh, okay. I, I, I came across that video, but I didn't watch it.
1: Okay, apparently Josh Green gets a mention, so shout out to Kenny for that. All right, I'm done. My bad. I'll figure out where to put the ad. I'm gonna let Reese get some sleep. Until next time, folks, Peace. peace. Peace.